Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode 229. What, what? Woo! I'm Chris and joining me as always are... Ames. Caitlin. And... Jake. Damn. It's quite a lung capacity you have there. What? <sighs> oh no, we've winded Jake. Well, there's a long intro coming, so he'll have a break. Oh yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on this week. Oh yes. So here we go. We are diving into the 10-part home stretch of Deep Space Nine. Oh, wow. So, I don't want it to be over. So with that in mind, we're just kind of kind of treat this like a two-parter and just kind of describe both episodes Penumbra and Till Death Do Us Part as one kind of big unit as best we can. Because, <laughs> uh, oh boy. Speaking of big units... Yeah, so, uh, fuck, where even to begin? I guess we'll start with plot A, because it's the one that comes in order, not necessarily because it's the A plot. Uh, Worf has gone missing. Esri decides, I don't know, I guess Jadzia's ghost is yelling at her a lot, so she's got to look for him, even after the Defiant is like, we can't fucking find him, because there was a big battle, and they picked up all the, the, not life preservers, Escape pods they could. Yes, <laughs> yeah. the Klingons apparently have escape pods, but they uh, they didn't find Worf. So Esri brings a runabout to the Badlands, and Cisco doesn't even pretend to give a fuck that yet another of his staff members <laughs> has stolen a runabout and gone against orders. Let's see how this goes. Yeah. And then she decides the Badlands are like a river, and their eddies never change, so she turns off her <laughs> engines, and that idiot plan for jerks actually works, and she finds Worf's escape pod, and she beams him on board, and things are awkward, and then they're attacked by Jem'Hadar, and they beam down to a planet, but neither of the idiots brings a proper communication device, and they get all snippy- I thought you brought it! Yeah, and they get all snippy at each other, because earlier Worf had admitted, like, I kind of regret telling you to stay, and yada yada, and then they hate fuck, and uh, we all go, oh no, and somehow Ezri survives. Oh, not me, I didn't go, oh no. And I then, went, ew, gross. <laughs> And then they are uh, shot and kidnapped by Breen, of all people. Breen. And we're like, oh, yeah, it's those Princess Leia cosplayers. What are they doing here? And, uh, you know, they're, Suddenly on a they're important. Yeah. Yeah. Who saw that coming? <sighs> Only me, because I remembered. <laughs> but yes, so they're on a Breen ship. Uh, at one point, I can. Uh, Esri has a nightmare, or Worf has a nightmare. Everyone has a nightmare. Suddenly dream interpretation is a thing, because it's 1890 and we're Sigmund Freud. I have a note. But then also they're, like, tortured by the Breen, which brings out things. And as Caitlin put it, uh, Worf is made to believe the worst thing of all, that Alexander matters. <laughs> <laughs> While Esri, like, wants to fuck Dr. Bashir all of a sudden. And Worf has gone all Klingon Catholic again and is like, But we fucked! We were gonna be together forever! And now you wanna fuck Julian and whatever. Anyway, that pain ends when... <laughs> The Breen haul them out of their cell and they beam aboard a Jem'Hadar ship where they are met by Weyoun. And they're all like, we got gifts for you. And Weyoun's like, gifts? He's like, gasp, Starfleet people. Well, you're here to witness 
The joining of the Breen with the Dominion. This changes everything. And we all go, really? I wanted the gifts to be cake. Seriously. Which leads us to, I guess, plot the B, sort of, which is shit going down on Cardassia and stuff. Uh, the founders still aren't well. Uh, Damar is still chafing under Dominion's orders. And drinking. So heavily. much drinking. Uh, then Dukat shows up and he's all like, what up, bitches? And Damar's like, you were a leader of Cardassia. You could be again. And he's all, nah, nah, I'm totally into the power wraiths now. And Damar's like, oh, this is a new level of fucking weird. <laughs> But even so, he helps Dukat find a plastic surgeon who turns him into a Bajoran. Hot. And he's all like, I got a plan. And Damar's like, I really don't like any of this. So, oh God, now it splits. So many plots. Uh, that's basically the last we see of Damar, I think, until again later on where the Breen change everything. So then, oh Christ. Plot the C and B part two, I guess. Jesus. Uh, short version. Cisco has bought some land on Bajor, asks Cassidy to marry him. Cassidy's like, fuck yeah. Then the prophets are like, hi, Ben. He's like, oh, Jesus Christ, what, Ma? Because it's specifically Sarah. And she's like, if you marry Cassidy, sorrow follows. And he's like, oh, this is awkward. Uh, plus they want to have like a small wedding, but all of Bajor wants it to be like the royal fucking wedding and yada yada. Um, 51 bridesmaids. Yeah, yeah. Eventually Kai Wynn shows up to be all like, oh, I see you asked Vedic somebody or other to administer. You must have thought I'd be too busy, but I can do it. How and can he's I all make like, your wedding about me? Yeah, and he's all like, oh, thank God the wedding's off. I know they actually mentioned that to her at the time, but she does mention, you know, how she's never had a prophet vision again, just in case you forgot. And 30 seconds later, she has a prophet vision ba -da. probably not it's probably the paw rates because first of all they're a little too straightforward to be prophets true and second of all everything they say conveniently lines up with damar's fake persona and a bunch of crap he says ducat ducat did i say damar ducat ducat gets there and is like i'm gonna say all these keywords the paw rates dropped and she's all like oh my god i bet you're here to help me he <laughs> I'm just picturing it as like all the like, you know, right wing buzzwords. Pretty much. Race theory. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. So now she's like enthralled with this guy and is convinced like he's here to help her restore Bajor, you know, does get into a little critical racism with like, I mean, he's not really one of us is the emissary. He didn't suffer the occupation like we did and blah, blah, blah. So now Kai Wynn and Ducat, who is going under the name Tanjo and Anjo. Anjo are going to team up, so I'm sure that's going to end just brilliantly for everyone. Uh, ben calls the wedding off for a few minutes and then is like, this is stupid. So there's a Fuck small, you, mom. yeah, intimate ceremony in like one of the, you know, conference rooms. Uh, God, is that anything? a wet blanket like, whoa. Well, you know, she's concerned. I prefer profits. <laughs> yeah, I think that is that everything. Did I leave anything out? Um, God damn it. Probably, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> Those are the big points, I think. So, yeah, there we go. And I just got one thing I've been wondering. Yeah. You suppose on the first day where Alema was coming in for just Bajoran makeup, he passed by Casey Biggs, who'd already been there for like two hours. It was like, what's up, buddy? <laughs> I do like to think he rubbed it in a little that he had less makeup today. Mm. Yeah, this is the this is the most. Um... We've seen of his face since um, 
the Far Beyond the Stars. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Time Zero. <laughs> well, all, yeah, also Time Zero. But, uh, yeah. Actually, yeah. I, being fair, it's the most we've seen of his face ourselves, not strictly as Star Trek viewers, since we 10 forwarded um, Total Recall. Hmm. Hmm. The, um, you know, for me, I think Mark Alamo is better looking as a Cardassian than as a human. Well, 110 percent. He is. I've said that. I said that when we saw him last time, like he I don't know if like he had really bad acne or like really bad chicken pox or like what. But he's very craggy and he is not a good looking man. Well, I mean, also just like his his. 40 mile long neck just works better with ridges. I think oh, that's also fair, true. Fair. Yeah, it's it's a or, as, or as a runway for me to land right on his face. <laughs> but, but listen, he's got a face made for sitting on. Then you don't got to look at him. It's perfect, yeah. really. Yeah, it's, and now he's got the Bajoran sorry, ridges. Sorry, Mark. Oh, yeah. For her ridged for her pleasure. It's perfect. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think Ducat playing Angel Tenon is so fascinating because I don't think like I don't think he knows the plan, the paw rates, because it's if it's not the paw rates, I'll eat all the hats. Mm. Um, the yeah. That that you know he doesn't pa- know to say wraith. <laughs> to say restoration and f- farmer and all the and, you know of the land eight thousand times. He walks in because the paw rates have set this up because they know how time works. I'm sure the the paw rates told him to be like, oh, yeah, mention these things when you see Kai win. Yeah, I kind of didn't get him. Yeah. Yeah, I I assume there was like a a bit of a sit down. So that's interesting because I kind of feel like much like everything else, Gul Dukat thinks that he knows about Bajoran culture and how important he is and how good he is to them. I kind of assumed that the being in communion with the Pa Wraiths thing was bullshit, too. That he's just telling himself because he's got this weird, like, savior of the Bajoran people. Well, no, but remember on. that a few weeks ago, he really does seem to believe. Okay, but if he really seems to believe, why was he making people poison themselves? Because and- the Pa Wraiths told him to. Sure, they did. I don't I believe that. Did. I don't know. No. I don't. I, I don't. I, I think his dick fucking told him to because he was like, oh, these people believe in the paw raids. Everyone thinks I'm great, but I can get my dick wet. Oops. I mean, I even mean, if he doesn't. Good. I was just saying, you know, I, I, I'm too cynical. I think Ducat, I think he, he, you know, he believes in the paw raids, obviously, because they are, they are actually real. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it's also. To him, it's a means to an end. I don't think for a second that he is a devout worshiper of the Pa-Rites as he presents himself. I think he is a devout worshiper of Gul Dukat and will do whatever he can to further the interests of Gul Dukat. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was going to say. And that that fits because, you know, that was what the alliance with the Dominion was. Okay, Mm -hmm. why was he earnestly praying to them? Uh, a couple of weeks ago then I think he was I think he was building I think he was trying to get I think I don't know I think he was he's got to put on a show for them yeah I was gonna say was as, this not a show yeah I mean he did pray in his own self-interest area but but again I think he was praying because he legitimately wanted help from the pa wraiths yeah who, who are real 
Yeah, like he recognizes they exist and they have crazy powers he can't comprehend. But there's probably a part of him, however incorrectly, that believes he can like then just kind of to set them aside when he's done with them or somehow gain their power, you know? It's like when Jafar wishes to be a genie. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I assume the Pa Wraiths told him, hey, stick with us and we'll put you back in charge of Bajor. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think... We're going to get rid of the prophets. We're going to take over the Celestial Temple. We're going to get rid of all the Kai winds and shitheads. And then at the end of the day... The, the the one left standing is going to be Guldukat on the yeah. pile of bones of of, of Bajor. Yeah. And yep. Speaking of uh, of Kai Wen, like she is so blinded, like she oh, yeah. is so easily played because she's the same way. She's looking for things that that aggrandize her. Yep. She's looking for things that are like Kai Wen. You're so important. You're better than Cisco. Anytime anyone says boo Cisco, she's like yeah yeah you're right because I'm right. Yeah, fuck that. Well, guy. and I also I at first when she like once again was like, "Oh, I would have no idea what the prophets are like because they don't fucking call me ever." And then 2 seconds later she got a call from them. I was like, "Oh, that can't be right. That can't be really them." And at first I was annoyed that she was repeating herself because I was like, "This is really sloppy writing." Every time someone mentions the prophets, she's like, "I don't know. They don't talk to me. They don't ever talk to me at all." And um so I was like, why the fuck are we saying this again? But then they were they were talking to her and it obviously was not them. But she was really into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Put her <clears throat> face all over it. Oh, yeah. And then she is definitely DTF. Oh, yeah. uh, Ducat, I don't know if he actually is, but he's certainly putting on a good face. It's another Bajoran for him to fuck. It's fine. Yeah, literally, but, I was like, this man will fuck anything that is Bajoran and has a pulse. But she's age appropriate, whereas I feel like he likes them on the wrong side of legal. Well, she's like older than him, actually, as we yes. noticed. And I also feel like she looks older, even more older than him than she is. Because apparently at the time of filming, Chris looked it up. She's only seven years his senior. Yeah, but, but I would have guessed time. it was way more than that. But at the same time, it's also... Him fucking power. True. Mm. Like that. Like he oh, is suddenly yeah, well, that's true. Like, playing a impoverished farmer who's been affected by blights mm. and saying like, I can fuck the most powerful woman on Bajor. I'm a fucking and a pope. She has no idea. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> I also just wonder though if if in universe, if uh, Kai Win is actually supposed to be his contemporary in terms of age just because we've we've already seen that even you know 20 some odd years earlier Ducat looked exactly the same so I yeah he may actually be a lot older than he presents yeah I guess that's true his his age his age as an actor in human years does not necessarily have anything to do with his age in on show Cardassian years yeah, yeah. Sarek was 200 I don't think they've ever firmly stated a Cardassian or Bajoran lifespan, for that matter. I mean, you know, obviously there was that guy that Kira was chummy with, but he died of a disease, and we don't know how old he was even then. Mm. And we we posited, and I think it's still likely that you know they probably look pretty good throughout most of their lives because they can shed. <laughs> yep, which explains yeah. all of Zial's faces. Yes, yes. <laughs> 
Sorry, that was a slow burn. I was like, what's she talking about? Then I was like, oh, wait, I get it. But yeah, really what Ducat's working on is trying to figure out the ultimate thing, which would be a three-way with him, Kai Wynn, and uh, President, what's his name? Oh, President, what's the the mule, the the wildebeest guy? No, no, the head of the Bajoran government. Oh, Shakar? Thank you. Could not think of his name. Because that way it's all, all the power. I don't know. I think both of them... If if they could get Cisco in their bed, they would just tie him up and leave him there forever. Well, I'm kind of just waiting for him to try to fuck uh, Kira because I feel like this could be the perfect last ditch effort. Oh God! I feel like, and again, this isn't me remembering if they actually encounter one another at all. This whole thing is a huge blur. But I feel like she would somehow know it's him. She'd like hear it in the voice. Oh, see yeah, his he eyes sounds or... exactly the same. I mean, she, she would know. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised I, that Kai Wynn didn't, you know, recognize him. Well, it's like you said, she's just willing to see what she wants to see. Yeah, true. Like, I would say she just she might have thought for a second. Hmm. He sounds like some evil dictator. I know. Nope. Never mind. It must be my imagination. Yeah, but like, she's just the willing of the land. Everything else goes out the window. Mm. Yeah, she's super yep. willing to, like you said, to lie to be to be lied to and to lie to herself, like and to be lied oh, upon. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, gross. Her, uh, I, her little servant man seemed a little more skeptical of this of this new soul bar. Yeah, yeah. he's not into it. Well, nope. his mama didn't raise no fool. Nope. I kind of wanted when she was telling the story about bribing the official for Ducat to fuck up and go. I knew it. I mean, <laughs> I, I, um, shit. No, he knew. Uh, he knew the whole time, and that's why he brought up the story. He's no, like, I know, but this it's... is a way that Wynn will think she's awesome, and that will, and that we're you know destined to be together because Bajorans love destiny so much. Yeah, it was an yeah. okay episode. Yeah, it is interesting that you know a little more of a because again we we had maybe two mentions of what happened during the occupation with her, you know, because previously she'd mentioned. In around, yeah, you know, she didn't get into specifics, but it sounds like her order had a lot of trouble under the occupation. And now we know that in some way, you know, in their own way, they tried to help out by using some of the some of the jewels to bribe people. Yeah, I, mm. that was something I didn't really see coming from from. Yeah, that uh, is surprising at all. Her. You'd think that she would just knuckle, you know, keep her nose down, knuckle through. Yeah. Not try to fight it in any way. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, relatively speaking, one of the safer ways, because I'm sure there was a middleman handling the jewels. And if anything ever came up, they could be like, we were robbed. Oh, no, our jewels. So, uh, as we sort of talked about a bit earlier, the Breen changes everything? I know. Yeah, what the the fuck does that mean? So let me let me see if I'm forgetting anything. We first had the Breen mentioned in TNG. Mm-hmm. In that episode where the boy befriends Data. Yep. There was a Breen scene in that two-parter in the cell uh, when, you know, uh, Garrick went looking for for um, his dad. Yeah, yeah, and he ends up in that claustrophobia closet. Yeah, and it turns out Julian's there and all this. And, like, Perfect there's a Breen. shadow, I want to say. Something like that, yeah. And there's a Breen just who's there asleep most of the time and then sacrifices themselves and, and there's some breen uh there, it's a breen camp that's y'all is is working at yeah yeah that's like every appearance of them pretty much right 
Like well, there may have been was willing other... to sack. Yeah, there's probably been some other name drops that yeah. I'm forgetting. But they're not like they have never been presented as like this major force that people have been like desperate to get on their side. And all of a sudden this changes everything. Well, yeah, but if one of them was willing to sacrifice themselves for a group of Starfleet and Starfleet adjacent people, maybe they were at least if not outward, like just straight up allies, at least like, you know, well, yeah, but it's just a, the, a race of decent people who, you know, but it's just like it's it's this group we've kind of heard of in passing, but have never been given any indication as to their like size or military strength or anything like yeah. I'd have been less confused if it was like the Nausicans, the, the Shelliac. Yeah, like anybody who just like we at least know the Nausicans are like crazy murder people. What about the mouth breathers there? What are they called? You know the, the ones I mean. No. Oh, the um ah! the guys with the little vets. Yeah, the, I think not, they're part, not the Packlets. I think they're in the Federation, yeah, so the, the oh, good. The Benzites, yes. That's oh. it. But like you know, the the you know, oh yeah, the Sheliac who seem fairly powerful. Yeah, like the Zenkethi. Kevin, Kevin Angstrom Kevin or whatever is Lux, no, yeah. Uh, oh boy, whoever has the him Borg. on their side wins. What did you say, Jake? The Borg. The yeah. Borg. <laughs> uh, so just to have it be like the Breen is just so like yes and Dorians. We've heard yeah. of them. Although I think they're also the actively the they're terrorists. actually they're, they're a founder of the Federation. They're definitely in the Federation. Well, no. What about uh, what about is the Orion Syndicate slash the Orions already working with them? Have they're we, kind of their own just working faction. for their own interests. Yeah, I don't know. My 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 impression uh, with the Breen is that it's like they're kind of a reclusive power in in the quadrant. You know? Yeah, they're they're pretty powerful, but they kind of keep to themselves and don't don't start shit. Yeah. Uh, so the idea that they're like, I think the whole point of it is that it's like it's a wild card. You know, Fair. The, Fe the Federation would never see this because they're just their assumption is just. Oh, the Breen, you know, they're off in their own. They're doing their own thing. Yeah, we don't talk to the them. War. We don't know and what their faces like, look like. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the problem is like you're I think that's the best way to put it. They're a wild card. So I was like, yes, this does change everything in whose favor. Who knows? You I know, think, like I mean, definitely not the Federation's yeah, favor. I mean, it's a thumb unless on the they're scale. like infamously terrible in battle and just fuck everything up. Like, <laughs> that would be amazing. They're like, oh, yes, we formed this great alliance. And then it turns out they're really bad flyers and they just bang into everybody else's ships at ramming speed and like fuck everything up. No, it would be great is if it, instead of the Breen, it was the Ferengi. But mm. the, but the Dominion had only gotten briefed on like the early version of the Ferengi. No. Oh no! So like they show up with their electric whips and they're like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I bet the Breen are very very fluffy under those helmets. That was Ezri's suggestion. Scritches. Oh yeah, they, she did say that, didn't yeah, she? she? Said yeah, they, they might they must have, have like dog dog mouths or something because yeah. they're they're massive on like wolves. a muzzle. Mm. That's right. That's right. You said that in the episode of CL. Well, either their masks indicate that or they're just furries. No, no, but the, the, the mask was based on a particular type of wolf, apparently. I know. I'm just making a joke about people that have puppy oh, masks fair. and people who have like a pet kink and stuff like that. Bow wow. Exactly. Actually, they, they have perfectly normal like humanoid faces, but that's just where they keep their lunch. They're kind of like horses. They just stick <laughs> their faces in a bag. bag. 
Yeah, but they never take off the mask, which is interesting, even on their own ship. Maybe mm. they're all phantoms of the opera. The only thing I can think of is like maybe they just cannot breathe the same air that other species yeah, like, can uh, breathe. Like Tali in Mass Effect. Mm. Yeah, they also made a comment, since no one has seen their face, and then like on Memory Alpha, that they're like, yeah, but... Kira and Dukat took their helmets, so they said the same have, thing. So, like they, he did they say the have, same thing. They must have seen them. To which I say, yeah, but they were, you know, like humble and turned their heads away. Come on. Mm. Well, my suggestion was since they haven't yet told the tale, as long as they die before telling the tale, technically living to tell the tale would still not be satisfied. Maybe whatever they saw under the helmets was just so horrifying that they couldn't bring themselves to... They, they, like, swore a pact to never speak of it. Or maybe no. seeing it, like, removes your memory of having seen it. It's so mm. awful. It's like it's like um how the body kind of tricks you into forgetting how bad pain is. Mm. It's like that. In which case, I'm right. They are phantoms of the opera under there. Alternately, they are stunningly handsome, but so handsome that the mind can't comprehend it and it breaks, like the opposite oh, like, of a Medusan. Like angels. <laughs> Mm. Aren't angels meant to be like that? Well, I guess uh, they're awful. Depends upon the tradition. Well, one of the traditions says that they're like absolutely fucking beautiful. Whichever tradition brought us Michael, uh, the film Michael. I think that's the medieval tradition, maybe a little later. Beautiful, beautiful angels. And apparently he smells like chocolate chip cookies or some bullshit. Oh, I only saw that dumbass movie once. There's a movie called Michael starring movie. John Travolta where he <laughs> comes down to Earth and he's Michael the Archangel and he smells like whatever like a woman's favorite smell is. Oh, okay. I was going to say, how does he smell like chocolate chip cookies when chocolate yeah, chip cookies were invented after angels were invented? Uh, angels weren't invented. They were born of the Lord. Oh, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> I don't know, fucking know what I'm talking about. Actually, I guess probably they were invented. He probably made them out of mud or some shit. No, that's people. What did he make angels out of? I, I, I don't His know. holy farts? I couldn't tell you. Whatever he made the prophets out of. Anyway, there you go. Don't know. Point is, absolutely beautiful, mind-blowingly gorgeous. Could be like that. Green. You know, like John Travolta. Question mark. <laughs> but yes, the show has several weeks to try to prove to us that this is, in fact, an earth-shattering alliance. Yeah, and Literally. about, like... Say again? Said literally. Mm. Oh, I see. Cute. Yeah, and I, I read a whole bunch of quotes about how they, like, they had to work together to make this whole ten-part thing, because they knew this is going to have to be a whole serial event, because we have a lot to wrap up. Yeah. You can't wrap up the war in just the finale. We've got to like make sure that we've spaced this out. And the whole time the writers are like, we have no idea if we can pull this off because everything keeps changing. We know like, what we want. It, we, we know the end goal. We've got 10 episodes to fill it out during. Ah. <laughs> and then like Ron Moore's wife went into labor like a month early. So he had to like stop work on next week's episode uh, would be, um, I believe, Strange Bedfellows. Whatever, one, one of the ones we're covering next week, he has to leave early and basically say, okay, guys, you guys deal with this. I have to go be with my wife. Bye. Oh, children ruin everything. They do. So something I noticed, and I don't know if it was like an error or if there was a reason for it, but when, when uh, Solbor introduces Bajoran Dukat, he introduces him as Anjol Tanan. But then, 
throughout the rest of the episode, Wynn addresses him as Anjol as if that's his first name. Mm. Yeah, when yeah. really, she should probably, unless she's being really formal in calling him by his last name. Does she switch to calling him Tenon no. after they do the do? I don't think so. She I think she just she just calls Angel? him Angel as if that's that's. And she right. told him to call her Adami. So. Yeah. So it's, I'm wondering if they just they fucked, fucked up, up. If it should have Oops. been Tanan on Joel. Oh, maybe. And wait, wait, wait. What are you saying though? I thought you said it's like she's he, she's just using his first name. Well, yeah, but the way he was. Yeah, he yeah. was introduced as Anjol Tanan. Oh, 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 okay, and okay. Because Bajoran names are, are reversed. I see. Yeah, they must have just fucked English up names. then. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of, like, little things. Like, I noticed... Yeah, they're getting sloppy a little bit. Like, Ben's badge is way too far to the left <laughs> in both episodes. Yeah, and, yeah. And I noticed actually a few weeks ago and forgot to mention that one week they fucked up Ezri's pips... And had the hollow pip in front of the solid pip when it's the other way around. Oh, no. And briefly this week, she had two solid pips. She was a full lieutenant for like one shot. That's what that's what you get when you steal runabouts. I like your gusto. Here's a pip. (laughs) Speaking of runabouts, can you imagine whoever it is at Starfleet that like has to requisition runabouts for deep space i'm like god oh. damn it this is the 15th one oh. <laughs> i have a great story on that and that originally this runabout was supposed to be the ganges mm-hmm. but then someone comes up and says hey the ganges was already one of our runabouts and it got utterly utterly destroyed <laughs> in armageddon game amazing so you're like um this is another one okay fine we'll rename it we'll we'll rename it the gander because it's very very similar but that's not a river. Yes, it is. Oh, it is? It's a river in Canada. Wow. Oh, hey, look, the Canadian's at the helm, so it's hey. perfect. Yeah, I, I remember when, when Odo was like, you know, why, why why aren't you going to stop her and all that? And then after that conversation, I just wanted to go, so, sir, can we talk again about maybe actually locking these things up? Yeah, no like, kidding. Like, at all, ever? Or should I just give a key to literally everyone on the fucking station at this point? Hmm. Everyone gets their own runabout that they can destroy as many times as they like, and it'll always come back. Yeah. Turns out that if you're an officer in Starfleet, you can pretty much go anywhere and do anything. Yeah. You can go into, like, somebody's quarters Mm -hmm. and just poke around and look at their shit and photos of their dead wife. Yeah. I I was thinking about this during the episode with Loss, Odo's other changeling friend. Because when he goes off, Odo just takes a ship, goes out to meet him on a planet and say, yeah, it was nice knowing you, but, you know, I'm staying with Kira, bye. No one went with Odo. Odo just went by himself. Idiots. Fucking idiots. Yeah. I mean, I guess in that case, it makes a little more sense because ostensibly he was just helping with the search efforts. They should never have anyone alone in a ship. They no, that always is, have a second. That is beyond true. I agree, especially since the Klingons were already like, we don't trust Odo to handle this. Yeah, mm. true. But yeah, no, the, the protocols don't make sense. Oh, you know, it is possible maybe the only reason Ezra got into the room was because Worf forgot to change their door code or something. Oh, yeah, that's true. She that's what she had it. to, like, override it. Like, she had to do, like, a, it was locked, and she had to do, like, a... Oh, you're right. ...authorized DAX 355 or whatever. Someone needs counseling desperately. I yeah. wonder if she could get into your room with that, actually. Yeah. Like, if someone was in crisis, you know? Yeah, because yeah, I know, sure like I know like Bashir override. can. Yeah. Well, yeah, I bet she could. 
Bashir pulled that with his girlfriend because he's right. a creep. You could also just beam in, True. I suppose. Yeah, if you really beam wanted. Beam out the person. Yeah, I guess there's really no point in locking your door in a world with teleporters. Yeah. Well, then you have to make sure the tele the, whoever is operating the teleporter pad is willing to do this for you. No, but they can always be set to automatic. Why are we calling them teleporters all the time? I don't know. I'm sorry, transporters. My fault. Because I usually get get them mixed up from time to time, but I knew it wasn't me this time. I feel like in that case, there should be some kind of authorization if you need to teleport into someone's room. Yeah. Yeah. Or just teleport or transport anywhere. There should be some authorization. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. I'm sure they were probably called teleporters at least once at some point in TOS. But yeah, transporters. Does it strike anybody else as a little odd that, like, it's one thing I think when Worf serves aboard a Klingon ship because you know that there's precedent for allies serving aboard other allies' vessels in times of war. Like that's not that unusual, but it does seem a little unusual that he's commanding a Klingon ship. Mm. I don't know. A lot of them have been getting killed. There aren't enough left. Yeah, like, maybe. Like we really need a commander and. The, the the crew won't take orders from a human, so... <laughs> Didn't they say Alexander just got promoted? I mean, they must really be scraping the bottom of the barrel. Oh, boy. Nice. I love that even Worf was like, oh, they were shorthanded. Like, that's the only reason When you say even Worf, you mean especially Worf? Because if anybody yeah, is going to be like, yeah, that little pussy didn't deserve it, well, it's like, going to be him. It's, you know, just to have him acknowledge it out loud is... It's always funny. Is, technic- is Alexander technically a member of Martok's house? Yes. Oh, well, then he shouldn't be talking shit. Ooh. Martok. Martok knows what he's inherited. Oh, my God. Did you guys notice that Esri pulled a check off when she stole the roundabout? Oh. I can't hear you through all this storm. There's blizzard. Blizzard outside, Captain. Oh, was it Chekhov? I thought it was Sulu that pulled that nonsense. No, that was definitely Chekhov. I oh. couldn't remember. Okay, we both thought of the same scene, though, because I said, okay, Sulu, but I had the wrong... See... They were together in the scene, but yeah, Chekhov was no, the one on the Sulu horn. No, Sulu wasn't there. It was uh, Chekhov and Uhura. No, no, it was Chekhov and Sulu together. They're what talking is? to Uhura. Yeah. Oh, That yes, I'm sure okay, of. Fair, fair, fair. But you're right. It was Chekhov doing the talking, not Sulu. Yeah, Chekhov making a blizzard. They're also like... There was a cut scene, I think, where they're... Because it always seems like they're also at Yosemite, but they're actually somewhere else entirely, but that was cut, so... Hmm. Mm. Not that much, but yes, we both thought of the same scene during that. Yeah, from five. I mean, both of them were were ripping off uh, Han Solo, though, right? He he was the original. Uh, oh, the we like we're uh, fine. We can't hear we're you. fine here. We can't. Uh, Large, largely correct. How are you? I was annoyed by that scene because she was doing it wrong. You wouldn't say, "Oh, hey, there's lots of interference. I'm really having trouble hearing you." It isn't the like isn't the static equivalent of over. You have to be like, oh, I'm really having some hearing you. Oh, you're and trying to get back like you have to. You can't just fucking throw it at the end of a sentence like it's some kind of fucking idiot punctuation. This is, this is Esri. She doesn't know how to do it. She's uh, used to clearly. being a goody, a goody two shoes. Well, I think well, I think she also knew one more that reason I don't like her. I can't imagine she thought that anybody would buy it for a second either yeah so like it was really just a like really she shouldn't she should have just not picked up the phone when they called yeah yeah you actually said that you were like you're answering yeah i was like don't answer that phone yeah no 
I did appreciate, though, they even kind of acknowledged past escape attempt things in the scene with the Breen. She was like, the my cellmate is sick ploy didn't work. The I'll find a piece of metal and short circuit the lock didn't work. You know, things we've seen time and again in Star Trek, especially the original series. I mean, I honestly think jumping the guard would have worked. Well, he had two Klingons, or at least a Klingon and someone who well, wasn't only Ezri. one of the guards looked armed, so you just jump that one. I thought they all had little cattle prods. Well, maybe. I, I don't know. I feel like in that one, that was when they brought them the food, and one of them was carrying the food paste. That's mm, true. Cans, and the but other one But then how are you going to the eat prod. the food? <laughs> that's, good. that's a good point. That delicious algae paste. Sounds absolutely disgusting, by the way. But the it other thing, upsetting. too, though, is like... They don't, apparently the Breen do not speak in a way that the universal translators can work. Oh, they, yeah. Although, uh, Wayun understands Wayun can them. understand them, so he must just have learned, you know, he just got the Rosetta Stone CD and figured it out. Or the Dominion has better. Mm, oh, or, that's possible too, yeah. Yeah, they make um, better translators. Better but it doesn't seem like Ezri or Worf can understand them. Yeah. So what happened in the interrogation chamber? That's what I wonder. Oh, right, they were reading their minds. Oh yeah, it was a yeah, it was a mind probe. That's why it was bringing back all of their their dreams. thoughts to the surface. And that's why we had to make it a fucking dream sequence. Goddamn bullshit. Yeah. But I wonder, like, so at this point, then, other than the mind probes, which didn't start until later, how do they even know that they're prisoners? They could very well just be like being. Taken out of Breen territory. I mean, to be to... fair, they shot them first. Yeah. And also they're locked in one little room. Yeah. It doesn't seem to have anything yeah. nice like creature comforts. Yeah. I mean, then again, the Breen, maybe we don't know. Maybe that's just to them the height of luxury. But yeah, no, it doesn't seem likely. Mostly yeah. the we yeah. shot you thing. Well, yes. He also liked singing opera in that pod of his. I thought that was a cute moment. It was. Oh, yeah, that was the... The bickering I've been done, like, I've been done with the Esri Wharf bickering, the Jadzia Wharf bickering. Yeah. All the bickering lines just sounded this like the same as the previous bickering lines we've heard before. Yeah. Esri is the worst counselor. She asks him, what was it like being an escape pod all by yourself? It's like, Esri, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're well, so bad I at your job. I shat myself a lot. <laughs> Get me a clean pair of pants. Man, I've been well, pissing down both legs. You know, we Ooh. know that the, 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 that the transporter has biofilters to filter out, like, diseases. Maybe it also filters out poop and piss. Maybe. Yikes. You always come out of the teleporter clean. Yeah. I get transporter. Well, I, th fuck? I think so. You would, wouldn't you? Because isn't it like a save and a reboot? I would think you'd come back clean. I mean, there is precedent. We have had people come through, like, with soot from battle and shit. But surely shit, not so. poop in the butt. So it's a bit, you know, inconsistent. Mm. Potentially. Yeah, the other thing I read about the whole Wharf Esri thing is, hmm, as usual, after a night of passionate romance or whatever qualifies for them these days <laughs> they wake up fully clothed and the reason they did that was because they didn't want to have to deal with full body makeup for Worf for Worf? not yeah. Esri? Esri's just spots Worf is prosthetics and stuff and several have dicks 
Have we ever seen him naked? What kind of prosthetics would they be putting on his body? I don't know. I mean, well, we've, feet, seen, we've, we've seen, seen his Kern. feet are ridged. Yep. Oh. And we've seen Kern's chest, which is ridged. Oh, it is? I forgot about that. I also forgot. So it stands to reason that Worf would also have a ridged torso. God, no wonder the sex is so painful. Sounds like you'd be sounds like fucking a cheese grater with two dicks. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm sorry, Ames. I'm just calling it like I see it. All right, good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, that's the thing I didn't mention. I in the summary, of course, is the uh the founders are still ill and getting worse. Oh, God. So scabby. Yuck. Mm. Yeah, like she's losing. The female changeling is losing all control. Her sort of shirt is turning into herself. They've had some some Forda doctors working on it. She had but, to, but not well enough, apparently. Yeah. She had yeah. to pick off a chunk of scab that turned into oh. goo. I love the detail when she orders Wayun. Have all the Vorta doctors killed and activate their next clone so we can have a fresh set of eyes. And I'm like, yeah. holy shit. Excellent. And Yoon was like, holy shit, too. Do you think I, the Vorta... Yeah, there's not really a way to genocide the Vorta because there's more of them. Because you, you're not actively getting rid of the Vorta in that way. So this begs the question, are there breeds of Vorta? Like, we've met... The, like, diplomat Vorta, who we know have bad vision, no sense of taste, but excellent hearing. Are the doctors bred differently? Like, I'd want my scientists to have good vision, for example. Especially if they're doing surgery. And maybe a really good sense of smell, just in case the chemicals are doing something funny. So, like, mm. do you think that maybe, like, we've only seen these, the, the diplomat ones, but there's differences for, like, your doctor Vorta. That's that's probable, I would say. Yeah, like maybe not huge differences, but again, like I imagine you'd, again, maybe you want your scientists are going to be looking at microscopic crap all day through microscopes or whatever to have good vision. Mm. Yeah, the fact that it's still Vorta is a little strange, considering the yeah. Dominion basically has control over, oh, good, the, the rest of the um, Gamma Quadrant isn't with us, though, is the thing, because they're still sealed off from the wormhole. So they have who they have. Although we know from the female changeling that the Great Link is also infected. Yeah. So she she somehow knows that. Or maybe they had already started getting sick before she came through the wormhole. Oh, yeah. Boy, I don't know. Yeah, I but do also, remember. Like, Go ahead. Good. No, I'm changing the subject. Oh, before, you know, uh, even before, though, like all this, it seems like they probably mostly deal with the rest of the universe through the Vorta. So, I don't know, maybe they just prefer dealing with them as much as possible. And, like, we'd rather have these scientists that we have clones of and worship us as gods than, like, trusting any of our client species. You feel like they conquer people to control them, not necessarily to benefit from them, you know? Mm. Unlike the... Does that make them different, then, from the Borg in that way? And most conquerors, really. I suppose so. They're just weird fuckers. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of this last ten-parter. The thing I do remember is... Anytime we talk with, like, the Dominion folks, like Wayun and Damar and Changeling Lady, it just feels like, oh, and now we go back to their planning room scene where they're just doing plotting, but they're so apart from everybody else. Yeah. And it just, it ends up feeling very static to me because they're always apart and it's only them. 
Although now maybe Worf and Ezri get to hang out with them. So maybe that'll mm. be fun. And, you know, we'll see, like, to what depths of shit-faced Damar can get. Mm. Um, very. I just feel like I'm just, like, really jonesing for more. Like, when this was over, I was like, no. I did like the wedding. Mm. The wedding was nice. Yeah, it was nice for, for a little, little wedding. Although, you know, this goes mom had to show up and try to ruin it. Typical mothers. Meanwhile, fucking Bashir's just staring daggers at the Admiral the whole time and no one knows why. Oh, no. Yeah, I said the same thing. I was like, what is this fucking guy still doing here? And Chris was like, well, he probably Bashir's probably the only one that knows what a fucker he is. And I was like, oh, yeah. Mm hmm. So I noticed, you know, I think we mentioned this last time we uh, we saw Sarah, but she's definitely different than the other prophets. Yeah. Like. Clearly, her time as masquerading as a human has had a lasting impact. You know, she she doesn't refer, she doesn't talk to the Cisco. She doesn't speak in riddles. She calls him my son. Yeah. Yeah, she considers him her son and, like, clearly cares about him specifically. Yeah. Well, it's also it, interesting it's that the prophecy. other prophets, like none of the other prophets show up uh, when she's there. It's just her and him, which is interesting. That bitch. I don't know. I just think of her as A, I think of her as that bitch. And B, I think of her as that plot device. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know you're right. It's like she's somewhat less cryptic. She does refer to him as the Cisco once or twice, but yeah, doesn't really address him as that as such. Like, she's aware that that's his title amongst the others. Yeah, she seems mm. to understand time more than any of the other prophets. Yeah, because well, she presumably... In... Sorry. No, I'm done. Presumably, you know, experienced it. Like, when she was with Sarah, she maybe actually was locked out of non-time for a bit, and that probably fucked with her head. Yeah, mm. like, I know we had to explain time and baseball and people and everything to all the other prophets... So does that mean she hasn't been in contact with all the other prophets ever? Well, I, th- I think she was trapped in the orb, wasn't she? She was trapped in the... Dude, I don't fucking the know. The orb of the emissary. It was buried on... This is a whole lot of magical bullshit. started with a T. Well, then there's the issue that once she's out either way, like, when she's not Sarah, time doesn't apply to her? Just as much as it doesn't apply to the other prophets? So, like, we never know exactly when the other prophets have interacted with the, or maybe even even having been human and being a prophet, like explaining time is still just maybe it was one of those things. She understood it in the moment, but can't now that she's a prophet again. Mm. Mm, I don't know. I feel like and this is a this is just another pro- a problem with the prophets. If they can see through time, then Cisco has explained time to them before Therefore, yeah. they know what time is. Therefore, Cisco doesn't have to explain time to them. And I've gone cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think they they are not linear, but I don't know if they're necessarily omniscient in terms of time. Omnitemporal. Mm. Omnitemporal, yeah. I, they're, I not, just, they're not Dr. Manhattan. They're not I, experiencing all time at once. Yeah, they might. It might just be that they have a fourth dimensional component and can kind of jump around and and look at different things and and exist in different times. I don't know. 
It isn't very clear. It is not. But it's also not necessarily, I don't think it necessarily has to be very clear if, if we're not thinking too much about it. Yeah, I, I thought mean, Cisco it... was very, very silly when he's all like, I'm buying a house on Bajor. This wasn't part of the master plan, but I'm doing it anyway. And I'm like, you're the son of a prophet. The master plan has been already dictated. You can't affect anything. Yeah. Shut up. But he did get to play with his little Playmobil house, which was Oh, nice, yeah, it was a nice dollhouse. I love that he not only was designing the house, but pre-planning tchotchkes and furniture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really wanted the the profit experience to be inside the dollhouse. That would have been yeah. fun. Agreed. That would have been fun. I actually, the, here's what made me annoyed slash confused. If Cisco has already basically decided, I'm going to live with you, we're going to live in the house, we're going to do this. Why do the prophets give a shit if he's married? Like, really? Like, if, 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 if it really doesn't change anything, if their relationship was always kind of going to go this way... Why does what do, why does a legally binding marriage have any effect whatsoever on the profits, their plans, their plans for Cisco? Like, why does it matter? I just don't get why they I care. I don't know that it necessarily matters to the profits. It matters to Sarah because she cares about Cisco. Oh, well, she's a creep and she needs to fucking cut the cord oh, yeah. already. No, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think I think the profits. I think she knows how how it's going to go. For Cisco, like she, she's, she's, she, she knows what's ha- gonna happen, and it, it'll be worse for him if he's married to Cassidy. Or at least that's how I see it. Okay, but like, as a side note, like, if Cassidy, I don't know, dies in the war, it's gonna suck no matter what, whether they're married or not. It isn't like your feelings for someone are. But there's some- more paperwork if you're married. Sure. Mm. That's true. Yeah, though. well, get, maybe he's the, smart. The, maybe they have the life, life insurance policy. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe they have life insurance policies and it's going to make him a very rich man. Like, I guess I, I'm just saying that, like, I don't understand the point of, like, ca- like they were already together. It wasn't like this was some big new thing, really. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just kind of annoyed by it. Well, maybe so. Maybe so. But I'm annoyed by it. And if that's, if it's really just Sarah being a fucking annoying mom, she needs to cut the shit because that's disgusting. Do you think Cisco has little dollies of him and Cassidy and he plays with them in the house? Makes them fuck. (laughs) I didn't see you playing with your dolls again, sir. (laughs) I'm imagining that scene in Family Guy where the rock has the lowest doll doll, and he just slams them together to show sex. That's what I think uh, Cisco does all day. You know who else got a name drop this episode? Captain Baudet. Oh, the Sona. Shit. I missed that. Yeah, Wayun was... Apparently, the Sona are now officially allied with the Dominion. Oh. And, that changes uh, everything, doesn't it? changes that, everything. That I would have bought more than the Breen. But who are the Sona? They were, they were the motherfuckers insurrection. in Insurrection. F. Okay. Murray Abraham with the melty Stre- face. Stretch face oh. people. Weird. Um, That's a good callback. Like, yeah. I, that, yeah, see, if a Sona was there, they're like, this changes everything, I'd be like, yeah, they had some pretty potent shit. They, that could be a problem. Yeah. That said, again, like the Sona. How many are there, though? Right, because they were only the children of that colony of, of not that many people. Yeah, they had like their own little baby empire. So, I mean, there could be some we hadn't seen that didn't, that still chose to not go back at the end of Insurrection. Yeah, I suppose that's a possibility. 
But yeah, you're right. It would still it's still, though, even then, it, again, at least it's like somebody that like we have some concept of like who they are and what their strength is. You yes, know? you are the bad guy. Check off. Breen, he, we don't fucking know. Yeah, you again are. I don't care what they say. It is a fucking knockoff of that bounty hunter costume. And it's really distracting. <laughs> really? The Dominion should have just teamed up with the Empire. If they were gonna, you know, get an get an ally from Star Wars, seriously, has got all kinds of great shit. The First Federation, bring them out of mothballs. There you go. Hmm. Tranya for everyone. Yay. Those weird eye stock aliens from Spectre of the Gun. All right, yeah. The 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 Horda. Oh, the shitheads from um, the Outcast. I feel like they'd like the Dominion. Mm-hmm. The Horda. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's yeah, good. That was Sorry, whole, it took me a minute. There was a whole section of this episode in which it's literally just Cisco going person to person, recounting what the prophet said. Because he mm. tells Jake, and it's like, "What do I do?" And Jake's like, "I don't fucking know, Dad. This is your problem." And yeah. then him telling Cassidy and being like, "What should I do?" And Cassidy's like, "You realize this is my life. God damn it!" She storms off. Good for her. Yeah. And he's telling mm-hmm. Kira, "Oh, here's a thing that happened." And we're like, "We're all. We've all seen the thing that happened." This is getting very repetitive. Well, and also, like, we know how Jake was going to feel about it, because Jake was already on the fence about all the prophet shit. And we knew that Cassidy was going to be like, what the fuck do you think? Because she wants to get fucking married. And we knew that Kira was going to be a mopey, wet fucking blanket about it because she buys into the prophet thing. So, like, talking to the people whose advice you already know is not helpful. Ask some other people whose opinions you might Uh, find questionable. Exactly. I was like, go talk to O'Brien. He's the most down-to-earth person on the station. Get Quark's opinion. Yeah! Quark actually just wants to sell you the catering package, so maybe not trust him. I joke that he's the one that made sure that the news got to Bajor so that he could try to somehow profit oh, off of Quirk. it. Oh, Quark. Okay, I get that now. Oh, that's good. I did love, there was the moment, there was the moment when Quark brings the ring to Cisco to say, oh, mm. non-refundable ring, you know, it's just shame, it's not going to get used. And I was like, but, you know, I'll marry you. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of waiting for him to be like, maybe I could have it for, uh, maybe I could have it for Esri? I, I think that was, <laughs> I think that was honestly like, the closest Quark could ever come to being like, come on, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Come on, dude, yeah, I want to cater of, your wedding. He's done that subtle advice thing with uh, Odo a lot before, too. Like, I feel like he's he would always. He, he is. is a good bartender. And actually, bartender. even you pointed out he was being not creepy at Esri at the beginning, being like, of course, he'll be back. He's not going to go to Stovacor owing me money. Hmm. Yeah, that was really sweet. I was like, good for you. Which felt like the quark we had gotten to know instead of the reversion they had fallen into for a while. So that was nice. Oh, we also got mention again uh, of Captain Baudet. Yeah. Mm, With the transparent skull. Mm. (laughs) Okay, I'm sure you guys hated it, but why does she ever see him? Oh, his brains. It's like, yes, O'Brien. No, that was good. That was ultimate. It's such a dad joke. That it was just beautiful. I'm glad everyone liked it. Yeah, I was actually a little. I was a little surprised that they used Terry Farrell's voice lines. Yeah. In, in that, in like the scene where she was deciding to go get Worf. Why is yeah. that surprising to you? I don't know. I just because. So I, I don't want to spoil the 
spoil anything. But oh like, shit! It, damn it! it there, yeah, there's a lot of. Well, don't then. Do I need no, to take off my you, headphones? I no, don't want to be spoiled. No, you're not. I'm not going to spoil shit. It's just it, the whole Terry Farrell leaving the show thing just seemed very much like, yeah, we're just gonna kind of forget that Terry Farrell was ever on the show. So you think Ezri should have delivered those lines? No, no. I'm no. I know. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm yeah, glad no, that they. I'm glad that they had just Terry Farrell's lines. I just. I was surprised. That's just more like the show did that. You know, it's more royalties they got to pay her. Yeah. See, exactly. I don't. I don't think they're trying to pretend Terry Farrell never happened or anything because Jadzia comes up all the time. Jadzia comes up the character, but yeah. Terry Farrell the actress doesn't come up why would the actress come up in the show well in this instance it came up as a voice line mm-hmm. yeah because that was the character i don't know i don't i if, yeah, i'm a little confused if, as well if, if this is you trying right, not you'll to spoil understand something. you'll understand when you're older god damn it god well, I mean, damn it I, I don't quite know what he's getting at either i can't remember but even just with that like to me it, i kind of get what you're saying where it's like they sort of you know obviously you're gonna remember you're gonna think about it but like they don't want as much maybe overlap because you actually hear her voice. You actually see her photo and it's just like, oh, yeah, that's the better model we used to have. Aww. We saw Duran. Mm. Duran got to be around for an episode. Ugh. Yeah, that was never yeah, a I good think, model. I don't think they'd bring back Harry uh, Farrell as a guest actor to to. See that would have been that would have been interesting. Yeah, if they had brought back Terry Farrell to <laughs> yeah. help hunt for Worf. When is Ezri's Jantara? When she gets yeah. to meet all the past hosts, and then be, we see Terry Farrell. Season eight episode. Oh no, because they they possess bodies. That wouldn't happen. Stupid trill culture. I fucking can't stand it. So oh, there's man. actually. I bet, you, I bet you Odo's like counting the days until they have the. He gets to be Curzon again. Yeah, he's yeah. like, oh man. My old boy, my boy, Kersey. Uh, it's the Kersey. most inconsistent way to portray the fucking drill. Anyway, what were you going to say, Chris? It's only very, it's like the most tangentially related thing, but there was this really awkward kind of thing in old Doctor Who where they killed a character off, but they were still like in their contract. They had one more episode. So like they very awkwardly brought the character back as like an illusion a villain was making. Mm. And like you could tell the actor just didn't want to fucking be there. Who was and, it? Uh, Adric. Oh, OK. I wondered if it was Adric because yeah, they'd like they didn't decided- want to be there. Of course, he didn't fucking want to be there. They killed him off because people hated the fuck out of him. Yeah, or like when Tasha Yar comes back because and you're like, wait, you're dead. But you get to well, still that- be back. Well, that was different. She wanted to come back. This was like, they sat him down. They're like, we're not renewing your contract. P.S. We're killing you on your second to last contractually required appearance. P.P.S. Everyone hates you, including us. <laughs> so it's just, just like, wow, that's strange. I feel like it would be kind of like, yeah, it was just, just a strange choice they made. All right, guys, let's agree to never fuck up like this again. Cut to them hiring Colin Baker. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, he's good now, but man. Yeah, no, Sorry, was, Doctor Who podcast. Yeah, Adric was the original Wesley Crusher. God, he was. Except he except never he got good. he was really awful. Like, he was just the, well, the unwatchable. Thing is, like, like, the thing is, he was specifically kind of like, unlike Wesley, who was, uh, you know, Gene Roddenberry's, like, Marty Stu stand-in by some accounts. Adric was specifically designed to be, like, a fuck you to annoying fanboys. I was like, yeah. So you made an annoying character. Well done. Anyway, Star Trek. 
Yeah. Is there anything else? Oh, I had uh, an interesting note in that. So the first episode of the tent parter is called Penumbra. Yeah. Which is a pretty title. It means like half in shade, half in shadow, half not in shadow. Right. And they wanted right, right. originally when they were planning out the ten parter, they said, okay, and then the next episode will be called Umbra, and then the next episode will be called Eclipse. But then mm. the writers couldn't keep them straight when they were talking about what happens in what episode, <laughs> and it turned into a whole who's on first thing. And they're like, no, <laughs> Penumbra. Umbra? No, Eclipse! Until it was impossible for them to understand what understand each other in the writing room, and they changed oh my the God. titles of the subsequent episodes. I mean, to be fair, even with separate titles, I'm already having trouble keeping them apart, so. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get more complicated. Does there's, anyone there's, have There's anything? a lot going Not on, really. but so far, we're still able to keep it in line. Yeah. Which is better well, than I can say about any of Discovery. <laughs> Well, yeah. and to this point, too, like, it's all very surface level. Mm. It's like, yeah, we're we're all wondering what the fuck they mean by the brain changes everything. Yeah, like, like, they who the fuck too. knows? But aside yeah. from that, like, there's no real mystery here. Like, it's been very, it's been clear. We're getting the characters that we know and love and love to hate and hate to love and... Gold Ducat, who is now ridged for all categories. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And who is now ribbed for your pleasure. Oh, actually, that does one thing, Caitlin, you brought up and I couldn't remember. Is this the first time we've seen Wynn since she fucked up the fight between the Power Wraith and the Prophet ages ago? Did I bring that up? You did. I don't think we have seen it. I don't even remember bringing that up. Yeah, I didn't think so. Imagine showing up and being like, hey, heard you were getting married. Oh, that shit with the Power Wraiths? No, no, no. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Well, no, she probably's like, past. I saved your fucking son, asshole. <laughs> well, so she thinks. I mean, yeah. I don't know. She allowed the Paw Wraith to remain in existence and go kill Jadzia. Yep, and she... how does that motherfucker repay her? By showing up and fucking with her. Yeah. And then actually fucking her. Oh, mm. yowza. Yeah, I just, I, like, I honestly, like... I was like, oh, man, like earlier on in the episode, I was like, are they going to bang? Is he going to legitimately bang Kai Win? I mean, he will fuck any Bajoran. And then all of a sudden they're making out. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, he my prophet. Fucking Kai Win. And, you know, honestly, maybe that's all she really needed. Maybe she just needed a good deep dicking. Maybe it'll make her nicer. Who knows? I, I don't mean, know. Don't she know was that. getting that from. Oh, God, that guy we oh, were talking about. Terrence Stamp. Yeah. Who? More like mushroom stamp, am I right? <laughs> that was the season, the season three opener, where her and the like the circle guy were trying to start a revolt. It wasn't Terrence Stamp? Uh. <laughs> but we are talking about the same character, even though I have the wrong I actor, right? I think so because I don't, I don't know fucking. the actor you're talking about. Wait, so who was Kaiwin fucking? I don't remember her fucking remember, anybody. Remember there was the guy that was like, he was a military guy, and he turned out to be a. Like an opportunist, and he he was a leader of the the circle that was opposed to Bajor joining the Federation. They were going to do a terrorist. They were terrorists. They were going to take over the government. Frank Langella, that's who played. Oh uh, yeah, Frank Langella. Yeah. I honestly don't remember this guy. This like I said, this was like the opening of I think season three. It was a multi part thing. There's and... no way he fucks. Yeah, yeah, and was, then Kaiwen threw him immediately under the bus. And it might have been before him. season I had no three. Idea. It might have been season two. Was it? Because wasn't season three opener the, the one where we find the yeah the search? Yeah, it oh, must have been season two. Shit, so probably is fuck. 
Yeah, there was the yeah. siege, there was the homecoming, the siege in the circle, I want to say, something like that. Yep, yeah, you're, yep the homecoming. flip-floppy order. Yeah, you're right, this is, wow, that was the start of season two, that was ages ago now. Mm. Man, Bajor's a mess. Mm-hmm. Sure is. But Better yes, not let Fra- him in the Federation. They pretty heavily implied that her and Franklin Jello were fucking. Yeah. Huh. He's, and he's, he's, let's be honest, a better looking man. No offense, Mark. So one thing I found interesting about Gal Dukat slash Angel's demeanor is when he first meets Kai Wynn and for that first scene where he's like trying to drop all the, the, the keywords, mm. he's, he's playing it very much like very meekly, you know, yes. like, like, oh, I'm not worthy. But then like as soon as he's gained even the smallest amount of trust with her, he just he just goes back to just t- speaking and acting. Yeah, he's just like dishing, Dukat. dishing yeah. on how much he hates Cisco. Yeah, he just yeah. he's like, oh, I'll casually, uh, well, I'll he casually knows his drop audience. how much Cisco mm-hmm. sucks. You can't blame him for playing to his audience, and she's eating it up. But sure, I- he also likes shitting on Cisco. Like, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. And it's also this is great too because it's definitely like playing into his like I like to think that I'm saving the Bajorans thing. So now he's got to think if he's working with her to like stop Cisco, he must feel pretty yeah. good about that. But yeah, no, he uh and it makes sense for him though, you know, is like Ducat could only hold up that pretense for so long. Yeah. Like it makes sense that he would drop it as soon as he thought he could get away with it. Yeah, and she's going to continue eating it up. Yeah, among other things. Yeah. So the, hopefully the plastic surgeon didn't stop at, like, the chest. Yeah, no. Oh, no. Not a Cardassian surgeon. They, they go all out. Yeah, yeah. We still have Ileana Gamor still running around somewhere. That's true. Looking a lot I mean, like Kira. And they gave, uh, didn't, aren't they the ones who gave uh, Quark real breasts? Or was that somebody else? That, wasn't that, that just was, Bashir? Yeah, that was just Bashir. Oh, Bashir well, did Bashir that? knows oh. breasts, though, so. Yeah. yeah. He is a breast man. Uh, was yeah. He, but uh, Jake was the breast man at Cisco's wedding. Hey! That's really, you know, he's bummed he didn't get to plan a bachelor party. Yeah, that's the thing. That would have been kind of creepy. I feel like, like hey, Dad, let's anything. go look at some let's go look at some titties they together. They would just go to Vicks. It would be lame. Yeah, I was yeah. actually thinking that too. But then I thought, I mean, I know that Cisco and Vic, you know, sang a a song that time. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's ready for that to be the spot for his. Uh, no, you know what it would have been knowing this show and it's like wholesome take on their baseball there. fucking game. No, it would have been that fishing hole from the pilot. Ah. That we actually haven't seen since. I completely forgot about any fishing hole, so. Yep. Yeah, it's when they first get to the station, he's like, can we bring the fishing hole? And Cisco's like, sure. And they would have sat there with some Romulan ale, got a little tipsy and fished. Kind of wish we had that scene now. Would have been sweet. No. Fishing is even more boring than baseball. And that oh, not that. I mean, something. the fishing, no. But there's them sitting there and talking. But then but then everyone else shows up shit-faced and ruins it. And then, and then no. And then Vic. Shows up in that holodeck as a fish to sing a song <laughs> under fish. the sea. No, Vic gets all confused. He shows up in that holodeck in a Davy Crockett outfit, being like, "Oh, wrong one. Sorry, Pally." <laughs> I do love the idea of a singing Vic fish. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like the it's like the Incredible Mr. Limpet. Don't get it. Don't I've care. never seen that. That is a that is a reference that not many people are going to get. I don't think. Really? I feel like it was on the Disney Channel all the time when we were really? kids. Yeah, like it seemed like the 
sixties, isn't it? It's like a it is, but it used to be on a lot. Is it a huh. crustacean? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a an old crab. No, no, the Incredible Mr. Limpet himself is a fish of some oh, kind. Oh, that's right, but there was a crab in the yeah. thing. That it's like a talking about. crab best yeah. friend. Yeah, his friend was the crab. Limpet was the fish. Yeah, it's an old Disney part live action, part animated World War II movie. Did yeah. we already Don, talk about- Don Knotts, right? Yeah, I was going to yes. say, I was literally just going to say, have we already talked about the fact that it's Don Knotts? But yes, yeah. apparently not. I remember I remember it coming up before. Well, I meant this this episode. Yes, Don Knotts played Gul Dukat in this episode. Wow. Oh my god, he'd have Don, been a actually, terrible... Actually, Don Knotts played all of the Breen. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It is kind of amazing that he never showed up in like the original series, because he was one of those in-everything-in-the-60s actors. I could imagine, though, that like the producers of Star Trek would be like, yeah, but if we put him in here, it's, gonna, it's just going to be distracting. Yeah, it's true. He was pretty well-known at that yeah. point for Andy Griffith. Um, Put him under a ton of makeup. No one will care. There we go. They didn't really do a ton of makeup in those days, though. (laughs) He was actually a Tellarite. There you go. God. So do we have have everything else? We've gone on to the Incredible Mr. Limpet now. I don't think I have anything else. All right. Well, that was a tidy one. It was. Wonder if we'll be able to manage it so well next week. uh, Next week. Depends on how confusing things get. What is next week? Well, I'm glad that you asked. Next week... We will be discussing two more episodes of Deep Space Nine, Strange Bedfellows, and The Changing Face of Evil. Oh. I feel like they should have called the episode where Gul Dukat got his makeover The Changing Face of Evil, but, you know. There's more. Oh, uh, good. A Plus, there's always shapeshifters, yeah. Oh, God. That fucking, I, like, I'm haunted by that scene where she pulls that scab off herself. Does she get to reintegrate with it later, or is it gone? Is it I gone? Know, I hope. I hope it's gone because it, like, it didn't it look like, good. Yeah, it was not healthy uh, goo. Yeah, it was the wrong color. Yeah, it was like as you said, it looked more like mercury than like amber or whatever mm. it was. So, but if you like what you heard today and you want to hear more and you don't want to wait until next week, which would be understandable because we are awfully goddamn entertaining, you can give us a follow. You can follow us. On Facebook by searching for A Star to Steer Her By, where we'll share things that strike our fancy that we think might strike yours as well. Uh, You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at SSHB Podcast, or you can visit our home on the web, SSHBpodcast.com. You can also subscribe to listen to our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Give us a subscribe so you never miss an episode or check out our archives. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, as well as Google and Apple Podcasts apps. Yeah, I think that's it. That's usually what I say, just in a really weird order, so I fucked myself up. But yeah, until next week, I have been Caitlin. I have been Jake. This has been Chris. And this is always Ames. Sayonara, suckers. Bye. This changes everything.